On September 6, 1991, at 52 Highland Street, Plymouth, New Hampshire, the body of Teresa Reed was found dead. The autopsy would later show death was due to multiple stab wounds. This is Gone Cold, New Hampshire. I'm Jason Mercado. Today's episode is the first and the last murder. Now before we completely get into the story, I want you to understand how this case became a cold case. Here's Senior Assistant Attorney General Ben Agati from New Hampshire's Cold Case Unit to explain what they do and how the process works. So for a case to go cold, uh, it really has to have a time period of two years of no new tips, no new leads, and no new investigative avenues. The population of Plymouth is small, with just under 7,000 people. However, in 1991, the population was even smaller, with just under 6,000 people, and it's only 28.6 square miles. Many people would say it's surprising that something like this would happen, especially to someone like Teresa Reed. Teresa Reed was an assistant registrar for Plymouth State College. She was loved by all and was described as someone who was great to be around. She was loved by all who met her, especially her students, and she loved them just as much. Reed lived on a road that connected to a fire station and a hospital, both only being a minute or two away by car. Although there's a hospital nearby, there still isn't much traffic flow. There wasn't much else near her apartment except for other houses or apartments, which might raise the question of how none of the neighbors heard a thing. The night of Reed's murder, it is unclear what she was doing at the time of the murder. What we do know is that her murderer was attempting a robbery when Reed noticed him. He was startled when Reed noticed him. He panicked and murdered her. Police quickly had a suspect. His name was Craig Conkey. Craig Conkey was a tall white man with a good head of hair parted to the left and a mustache just short of being a handlebar mustache. He stood out in a crowd. He had sideburns that went down to his earlobes. His eyes, cold and dark, sending a chill down your back when you look into them. He was also a little hunched over when he stood up. Eventually, it was decided that Conkey was not the murderer and he was never convicted. In 
1996, Conkey's name would become known again, as he was charged for the rape and murder of Lucille. He would then plead guilty in 2009 to the murder of Kathleen Dempsey in 1992. Dempsey, like Reed, was in her home when she caught Conkey trying to rob her, only she was stabbed 17 times. This was interesting, because Dempsey's death was very similar to Reed's death. Conkey's murder convictions were prosecuted in Massachusetts. In an article by Bennington Banners on February 14, he finally told investigators in 2012 that he had stabbed Reed multiple times with a six-inch blade after he had panicked when she saw him. Also in that same article, Teresa Reed's father, Joseph Reed, said, It is a happy day to know that finally closure is coming to this case, although I don't know what closure is. Conkey, now bald, will spend the rest of his life in prison. I never got the opportunity to meet the Reeds, but I did get to hear a little bit about them from Joelle Donnelly Wiggins, the victim advocate for New Hampshire's cold case unit. She works directly with families during their most challenging moments. Tess's family, such a sweet family that just like wholesome, wonderful family that never ever gave up hope. And I will, I will never forget going to their house and sitting down with them, like small old Cape, New Hampshire, New Hampshire style, wood stove. She said the Reeds had waited for a long time and had adapted to this life without knowing the murderer and without getting closure to this case. Sitting there around the wood stove with them and giving them the news that we had found who had killed Tess. She talked about how much of a relief it was for them to finally know what happened and have the closure they've long waited for. In the end, it's hard to understand how Conkey was able to get away with the first case and for it to be the last case solved. If he'd been convicted the first time, would the other crimes ever been committed? This wouldn't have even been a cold case. But instead, the family of Teresa Reed waited years to get closure on this case. Now they can finally breathe a sigh of relief. Thank you to the New Hampshire Cold Case Unit for contributing information for this story. Music in this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. Next time on Gone Cold New Hampshire, Lily McCormack looks at the unjust story of Carrie Moss, a teenager who disappeared in the 80s, and a family who's still waiting for answers. I think some news stories make it sound longer, but they actually filed two or three missing persons reports that were um, thrown out.